Hey, Chrissy here. I am a landscape architect and the owner of Kismet Design. I am a very process-driven designer, and I love sharing what I do and how I do it with anyone who's interested. Reaching your true potential and achieving your own personal goals will not happen by chance. You have to set your intentions, make a plan, and do the work. Thank you for joining me to nerd out on design. Don't forget to subscribe and to share too. Let's create something great together. For those of you in the Pacific Northwest, you know that the annual Northwest Flower and Garden Show, actually I think it's Northwest Flower and Garden Festival now, but to me, I still call it what I've always known it as, is coming up. And many of you outside of the Pacific Northwest probably know about it too. Colleen is flying over to go to the show with me, and we are both so excited to see the gardens that will be created this year, along with the vast array of vendors. Yes, the gardens and many of the vendor booths are stunning, but not many people know what goes into their creation. So that's what we're going to talk about today. My first experience designing and building a show garden at the Northwest Flower and Garden Show was 11 years ago. Hard to believe it's been that long. I had recently been hired at Sublime Garden Design, and being that I was the first employee ever of that business, we decided that the Flower and Garden Show would be our big push marketing effort to increase our client load. Going from solopreneur operations to having an employee really increases the demand to keep a steady flow of work. We could talk more about that, but we'll save that topic for another day. Today, I want to nerd out about the Flower and Garden Show. Let's see. By the time this airs, it will be probably about a week away. After doing that first garden 11 long years ago, we did a second garden the following year. After that, I volunteered a couple times, but haven't been back as a creator again. I would love to, but I haven't been able to justify the time, the blood, the sweat, the tears to put it all together. For those of you that have been a part of creation of a show garden, you know how much work goes into it. The months and months of planning, the countless late nights and crossed fingers. It is a lot of work and that experience helps you admire and appreciate the gardens so much more. The planning and design starts months before the show, sometimes even up to a year. Following that first garden show, it was only a matter of maybe a couple weeks, couple months before we started thinking, okay, are we doing this again? And we were crazy enough to say yes. After that second one, we decided to take a little break. Scheming and dreaming up what things to incorporate and how to market your involvement to get the most out of it all starts way, way, way before the show. Once the garden spaces are assigned, the real work of the design starts. The first garden I worked on 11 years ago was not only my first time designing a garden for the Flower and Garden Show, but it was my first experience with the Flower and Garden Show ever. I had heard of it, but I had never been. Talk about getting thrown into the deep end. Thankfully, my co-creator and boss at the time 
had been part of a show garden a few years prior as a designer and also had experience in volunteering when she went to Lake Washington Tech. The garden we created was stunning and amazing. I wish that I could transport myself back there to stand in the space and take it all in again. We had a beautiful pergola with laser cut aluminum panels on top over a flagstone patio with a fire pit backdrop. And because you can't have active fire in the building, we had blown glass art for the fire effect. And all of that was surrounded by a trickling stream that had very artfully created urns that contained drums. We set up a drip system from the pergola that would deliver a bead of water onto each drum in a pattern. And it was magical. The next year's garden was equally as beautiful. I did miss the drums though. There was something about that beat that just transported you away from everything. That following year garden featured another structure, another water feature, but this time we had a stunning piece of art by Terra Sculpture and a Diamond Spas cold plunge pool. The art that was featured in that garden was named Kismet. The art piece is what introduced me to the word that inspired my business name, even though my business would not get founded for another seven years. Enough reminiscing for now. Let's get to how the gardens are made. The most challenging part is not design, and it is not even the build. It is in gathering the team and all of the materials necessary to bring the idea to life. The two of us could not acquire, store, or construct the entire 1,100 square foot garden ourselves. There is a huge team of people who helped bring it to life from the contractor and his crew to supplemental professionals to help with the water, sound, lighting, furniture, and most of all, plants, plants, and more plants. The plants probably take the most amount of time and the most amount of prep to be ready for the show because they need to be in perfect condition. All of the flowers are forced in greenhouses to bloom early. Anything that happens to be naturally blooming in February is incorporated, but even those plants and the evergreens used need to be very well taken care of to keep them in pristine condition through the unknown winter weather conditions leading up to the show. We would make frequent visits to the greenhouses sheltering these plants leading up to the show to check in on things. And not all of the plants do as they are told. Some don't force fast enough and others force too fast and bloom before the show even starts. This means you have to have multiple backups and extras for the just-in-case circumstances that will undoubtedly arrive. Beyond the plants is the acquiring of materials. The show is a large financial investment regardless, so any sources to borrow or get material donations help ease this fiscal strain on the endeavor. We had help from suppliers, colleagues, sponsors, you name it. Many of the items purchased, most people try to resell if they can. We were able to resell lumber, art, furniture, and that beautiful diamond spot out of our garden the second year. After getting all of the ducks in a row, with install help, materials, and planning, it all leads up to the week before the show. 
The orchestration of the show floor is a marvel. Each garden location gets a specific move-in time window to bring deliveries and materials into the convention center in as organized a fashion as possible. It is like a well-oiled machine. There are then three days of complete adrenaline-fueled chaos of construction to get ready for judges and opening day. The days are long and the nights are often restless, lying in bed, running through the list of things yet to be completed and the pieces that all need to fall into place. Sometimes I wondered why I even bothered trying to sleep. Should have just stayed there all night long. I would have been a wreck the next day though. The show usually posts a time-lapse video of the garden floor over these three days. And it is definitely something worth watching. Any gardens that are elevated are typically built on stacks of pallets. We learned the hard way that it is really important to make sure your pallets are all the same size. If they are not, it is really difficult to get patio materials to lay flat on them without looking like the patio is buckling. The first year, we had beautiful pallets that were all the same size, all the same height. They were in good condition. Didn't even think a thing of it. The next year, we had pallets from multiple different sources because we needed a little bit more height to get the water feature effect that we were looking for. And we had pallets that were falling apart. We had pallets of three, four different sizes. We tried to sort them and we tried to shim them and we had all kinds of very creative ways of trying to get things pieced together to be as flat and sturdy of a structure as possible. But it took a lot more work. And work that we weren't planning on. We thought it'd go in super easy. We'd stack the pallets and start laying the patio just like we did the year prior. The pallets had something else in mind. We used lots of shims to get it to look right. And then there's Marinacos that has their large rock truck there to set boulders. And then there's dump trucks and dump trucks of mulch and sawdust. The planting areas are then filled with sawdust around all of the plant pots and then topped with mulch to hide all of the containers. There are people moving swiftly in every direction and machinery zigzagging through gardens and carts of plants and materials going up and down freight elevators all hours of the day and night. It truly takes an army of people to bring it all together. Once it is all taking shape, an electrical line is dropped from the ceiling to power the lights and the pumps for the water features and anything else you might have. Then you need to work with the facility's lighting crew to adjust the overhead lighting. Then the deadline arrives. All construction efforts have to stop and you have to vacate the garden floor for the judges to walk through. The next morning, the show is open to the public. Nothing gets constructed the way that it would in an actual garden. It has been referred to by many as garden theater. Each piece is assembled like a theater set to be viewed upon, but not used, and definitely would not withstand the outside elements or seasons of growth as it would in an actual garden. But regardless of their bearings on reality, the show gardens are a sight to behold and are chock full of creativity and ingenuity. Often, building something in a way so far from how it is typically done and by conventional standards can be more challenging. But all of those garden creators that are getting ready and prepped 
for this year are up to the task. Once the garden show opens, the gardens are open to the public for five days. During those five days, all of the plants will still need to get watered before or after public hours. Water features need to get filled, especially those that leak. I know, it's like a four-letter word. You're not allowed to say it. A leaking water feature is every garden creator's nightmare, but I'm convinced that they all leak at least a little. It's just a matter of containing it. The first garden that I was part of, the water feature leaked, but we didn't know until arriving early on the morning that the show opened. It was hectic, to say the least. The second year, we did not have a visible leak, but we had to refill the water feature enough that I'm quite certain it had at least a little bit of a leak. More, more water needed to be replenished than I think we were losing to splash and evaporation. During the show, the plants also need to be deadheaded and primped and sometimes even be swapped out. It gets pretty hot in there and especially the forced tulips can start to look really sad by the, by the third or the fourth day. And all those plants around the edges that all you plant nuts can't help but touch take a little bit of a toll. After the show closes on that fifth and final day, now it's time to take it all down. It seems like it would be sad, and it is, kind of, in its own way, but it's also a bit of a relief. It all comes down so fast, so much faster than it went together. All of the plants get pulled and sorted by their destination. Then the hardscape materials get pulled and repalletized. Structures are deconstructed and hauled away. And by the end of that day of deconstruction, all that is left is a heaping pile of mulch and sawdust. I hope that you get the chance to experience the Northwest Flower and Garden Show this year. Whether it is your first year, your fifth year, or 15th year. And I hope that after hearing what goes into the creation of those gardens, you walk through just a little bit slower and really admire those individuals standing proudly in front of their creation, knowing the blood, sweat, and tears that it took to put it all together. To wrap up, I want to thank you for your time. I hope the ideas discussed today have left you feeling excited and energized. As I build both my business and my life, I value the support and feedback you provide. I would love for you to reach out to me to let me know what you think, give me ideas, or just to connect. Please don't forget to subscribe and also share with a friend. Until next time, go create something wonderful.